This is The Insecurity Project. If you are looking to solve the insecurity problem in your life, rather than just manage it, mask it or medicate it, you have come to the right place. This is the home of high-quality content and conversations about how to overcome insecurity. If you can do that, it's not just good for you, it's not just good for your friends and family, it's good for the world, so it's kind of important. There's some work to do here, but let's go do this work together. Now on to today's show. Well, hello, my friends. It's my favorite time of the week, 10-minute Tuesday time. And how about that new podcast intro, hey? What a ripper. Thank you, Braden and Bailey. Great work, boys. Love, love it. Today's topic is archetypes. Now, this, this episode comes with a slight warning. Uh, generalizations are unavoidable, but they're dangerous. They, they have the tendency of over, oversimplifying complex things. So just want you to uh, have your full wits about you as you listen today. Um, we're always looking for shortcuts, always looking for simplifications. Uh, it, it makes sense to find the easy way out. But so, so for some of you, this is going to be really insightful and it's going to solve a really interesting dilemma you've got at the moment. For others, it, it may not be that useful and perhaps for some, it may be unuseful altogether. So uh, you're all adults. You can decide to do with this what you will. But just, just um, it's important to know that uh, there is some danger with generalizations. So uh, the, the role of archetype is a really interesting one because, uh, as I said, our brain is a pattern-gathering machine, so it likes to join dots, likes to group things. And the value of seeing groupings is that you can uh, – it, it means you don't have to recreate the wheel. It means you can bring the prior learning and the, the patterns you've already discovered to the new situation, which saves you a lot of time. Super useful. So uh, I've had this interesting discovery in the last month. Uh, there's, there's a friend of mine and uh, he's a lovely guy, but every time his face shows up on social media, it triggers me. I, yep, I'm, I'm being honest here and not in a great way. So I, I get this angst and uh, I, I don't like it when he pops up. There's something about um, seeing him do his thing that disturbs me. Now, that's unkind. So <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not me at my best, right? But I, I kind of was like, why, what is happening here? Why, why, why do I get frustrated or annoyed at this guy? Uh, and it wasn't until I began to explore the world of archetypes, which again is fruit of um, some of the deep dive I've been doing into the world of Jung and Freud, is to realize that uh, this guy actually represents something to me or someone more specifically. So there are three questions that I've thought about in terms of solving the trigger for me. And I think they're really useful for you as well. Uh, if, if there are some archetypes at work in your world. So here are the three questions. Question one, who does this person who triggers, who triggers me or triggers you represent? Who do they represent? That's question one. Um, so that's a useful thing because I, if, if I take it out of this, out of the sense of this is a unique situation, it's just something personal about this guy, then I can see that he, he more than likely he's done nothing to deserve this, um, this reaction from me. He's being treated unfairly by me and there's something about him that represents something in my mind that is a pattern. And so it's, it's kind of an archetype. So when I explored that, what came up for me is this guy represents the spoiled brat. Now, some part of my psyche 
uh, does not like the spoiled brat. Um, that in my mind, the patterning around the spoiled brat archetype is that they got it easy. So they get given stuff that they didn't deserve. They take the easy path. Someone gives them a way out. They haven't had to work hard for things. So the injustice of the spoiled brat. You're, you're there doing your thing, working hard, and then someone jumps the queue, gets handed a free pass, um, gets the thing that you've been saving up your whole life for, they get it without working. And it's like, it's unfair. This is not right. And so, um, so this person played that role in terms of the business space for me. So they show up successful. And I think, man, have they deserved that success? It seems like that success was too easy. It seems like someone gave them that success. Uh, totally unfair. You know, and I'm saying this a thousand times just to make sure that this is not personal and this person has done nothing to deserve this. But nevertheless, that's what they've triggered for me. So when I say they play the archetype of the spoiled brat that helps me go, ah, there's more to this than meets the eye. So then uh, what role do they play? What role does the spoiled brat archetype play? Uh, now, the cool thing about if you think about it in archetypes, then uh, archetypal characters have a very clear uh, character, characterization, they have a very clear role, and they don't, de they don't deviate from the script. So that you can you can notice uh, specific functions to their role and and forms of behaviour that fit in that category. And so the role of the spoiled brat is to uh, deliberately like they they the angst that they cause by jumping the queue uh, is supposed to feel unjust. It's supposed to feel unfair. And the third question is what gift do they bring? Kind of ties into the role that they play because the gift of spoiled brat brings is this ability to reflect on the fact that the hard path is actually the better path that when really given a choice if you were given a choice to go the either easy road or the hard road you would still choose the hard road you would still choose the road that takes longer you would still cho choose the road that has suffering involved in it you would still choose the road where you had to work it out for yourself where you had to save for this for yourself where you had to do your time if you had a choice, seeing, seeing how both roads play out, the spoiled brat uh, gives you the opportunity to say, that, no, hard is better. Hard is always better. So thank you. Thank you so much because uh, you've helped me find value in my journey. You've helped me see the importance of working hard, of building my craft, of waiting my time, of um, suffering for something meaningful. Thank you so much. So the moment you process it like that, three, three questions, who do they represent and what role do they play and what gift do they bring, then all the angst goes out of it and you can uh, set them free from that role because nine times out of 10, they're not even aware they're playing that role for you. So some other examples of this just quickly. Um, sometimes people who trigger you are playing the archetype of the bully. So, and again, they may not know they're doing this. They may just be a strong, confident person who's, who knows how to get what they want. But the impact, every time you see them or interact with them, you feel oppressed, you feel um, neglected, you feel walked all over, you feel mistreated. So if, if it's not just about that person, if they represent the archetype of the bully, well, the usefulness of that is to say, you know, if in any archetypal story, if you see the character of the bully and the victim played out, you know how the, you know how the story is supposed to end. The victim is supposed to find their voice. The beautiful thing about power is power, it looks like it's taken, but power is always given away. And therefore, power can only ever be taken back. The bully can't give the victim back the power. That's not how the story goes. That, that makes no sense and has no value. 
power has to be taken back. The victim has to find their voice. So the gift of the bully is to say, I'm going to make it hard for you. I'm going to resist you. I'm going to dominate you. I'm going to lord it over you. I'm going to, I'm going to be strong and you're going to be weak. I'm going to keep you down. So until something really strong rises up in the victim and they say, no more, and they punch the bully in the nose, metaphorically, caveat, not recommending violence. But, you know, the, the idea of there's something strong that rises up and they say, okay, we're done here. And the victim actually um, demonstrates power, demonstrates strength. And therefore, the cycle is often broken. It happens with school kids all the time, like a kid who's, who's um, bullied for years and years, finally finds their voice, stands up to one bully, but, but stands up with great force. Often, the pattern of bully victim is broken in their life. So the gift the bully gives them, uh, even though it's hard, even though it's unpleasant, the gift is power. Um, sometimes it's the siren. So the trigger, it may not seem like it's a negative trigger. It might be a lure. There's someone in your world, siren is a female example. The, the siren was the, uh, the mermaid-like creature that would sing these seductive songs to sailors to lure them off their course toward the rocks and then they would be dashed. So the role of siren is someone who, is, um, who lures you but is... Uh, nefarious, has, has, has bad intentions, is trying to ruin you through seduction, male or female. Um, and if you just see them as an isolated case, it's easy to get caught up in the trap. But if you go, no, no, this is the archetypal siren. This person is playing a role um, and they're playing it really, really well, whether they know it or not. They're following all the rules of this character type. Uh, they're playing every way of seducing me off my path. Now, the gift of the siren is to um, help the sailor choose the course, choose to stay the course. Now, in terms of the, the metaphor of relationships where, where the siren shows up, uh, the gift is to choose your partner under duress, to choose your, your first love or your true love over the person who's trying to lure you away to greener pastures um, or to tempt you to forget your first love. Uh, so they provide a, a wonderful gift because there's there's a rite of passage where you know where you've overcome that test to say no I'm still here I still choose you not because I have to but because I want to and I've had opportunities to choose somebody else but I still choose you so uh, again the value of seeing in terms of archetype is that you go ah I get how this is supposed to play out I can see how this works on on the realm of pattern and process so I don't get lost in the story of it and I, I don't get lost in how personal this feels because often the person doesn't know they're playing that role. So they have no intent to ruin their life. They're just living their life and for whatever reason they represent or trigger that character for you. So it's a beautiful personal development opportunity for you. It's a beautiful opportunity for you to find your voice, choose the things that are most meaning for you, stay the path, um, get clear about what you really want. Sometimes the, um, the archetype is the dominant leader. So um, that's come up for a few people I'm working with at the moment. Someone's a really strong leader, a really strong boss, uh, the archetypal um, you know, alpha leader where they're very clear about what they want and strong leaders have to have servants. They have to have people who don't know what they want to fulfill their vision. Now, the, if, you, if you get lost in in the individual situation of your own boss or maybe it's your parent, maybe you've got a really strong dad who plays the alpha leader, they're clear about what they want and they're going to sweep you up into their thing so that you can help them do their, their work. 
it feels so personal when it's just the dynamics of that relationship. But when you see it in the archetype, you go, ah, the gift the alpha leader brings is similar to the bully, but slightly different in that there's a chance for the, the servant to become their own master, to go, actually, I am going to go my own path. I've served here long enough. I have made you rich long enough. Now it's a chance for me to make myself rich. I've learned my craft. I've waited my time. I've served faithfully. And now my time. Just like you serve faithfully at a leader before you, now my time. Now, the, the dominant leader never gives you your time. They, they have a language of empowerment. Yeah, I'm going to empower you to do your thing. But they never let you go. They, don't, they, they make it hard for you to leave. They play every trick in the book so you don't leave. If you lose the fact that it's an archetype that feels so personal and so hurtful, when you see it in archetypal world, you go, what a wonderful gift. Thank you so much. Thank you. I know exactly how to play this now. I know exactly what's required of me. I know the personal development challenge in this season. So very, very useful in terms of dealing with insecurity because it's deep work around your own identity, your own worth, your own clarity about who you are, where you're heading, what's important to you. So a beautiful piece of language in the journey of overcoming insecurity. I will leave it there for the day. Uh, now, if you haven't already heard me talk about the Unhindered Short course, just quickly, um, the, the intention of that is to fill a gap. You know, at the moment, I've just got some free stuff and then a high-end one-on-one coaching. So that, that's not going to suit everybody. So this is designed to go, this is super useful, super quality content, a really, a really high level of personal interaction um, at a very reasonable price. So that that's going to suit people's budget. I'd love it for, it for it to be a no-brainer. You know, if you go, solving insecurity is super important to me, well, you know you've come to the right place here. You know, the short course and soon the book um, will be just a, a very central part of that work. Uh, my aim is to help as many people as possible do that work. So jump online, check it out. Um, people are enjoying it so far already. And uh, yeah, easy to find, easy to do. All right, we'll leave it there. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. The aim of the game is to show up to life unhindered by doubt, fear, and insecurity so that you can be at your best where it matters most. Now, if you're ready to begin the work of becoming unhindered in your life, the Unhindered Short Course is an eight-part video series designed to help you do exactly that. And at only $99 for a limited time, it's an offer too good to refuse. For more information, go to theinsecurityproject.com.